0: So as we jump into comfort zones, the first thing I think we should do is take a look at what the definition of a comfort zone is. So a place or a situation where one feels safe or at ease without stress. Now, I don't know about you guys, but when I think of comfort zone, the first thing that I think of getting out of is when we had our kid, Ethan. And I think a lot of parents out there can relate to that. When you have kids, that definitely will put you out of your comfort zone pretty quick, especially when it's your first one. And I know when me and Ellie, I was telling first service, man, I was so uncomfortable at the thought of having a kid just because I was like, man, I'm young, and what do I do, and what if it cries? and (laughs) Diapers, and no thanks, I'm good. I didn't know how to cope with it. I I was so excited to have a little me here, but at the same time, I was very nervous to have a little me here. My mom had always said, Zach, I can't wait for you to have kids. And I would always go, thanks. And she's like, oh, you're, you're going to reap what you sowed so bad. <laughs> and it's, it's true. I'm reaping what I sowed. I was the type of kid that didn't like to be held a lot. I just wanted to be down and doing stuff. I wanted to be causing trouble. I wanted to be running around. Just whatever I could get my hands into, I was there and I wanted to be doing... And Ethan is the exact same way. From the moment he learned how to crawl and walk, he just wants to be down out of your arms. And he just wants to be going full speed at everything he does. So that's definitely an area that God's working with me in and getting me more comfortable. And, you know, how to parent. When you're a new parent, you're trying to figure out, well, how do you do this? How do you do that? And I know there's a lot of uh, parents out there that have gotten it down. And hopefully I'll be there with you someday. But I'm still working on it. If we think about our relationship with God when it comes to comfort zones, and I've got a diagram that I want to show you guys here. This is really, I know it's hard to read the bottom ones, but the first arrow is pointing to the, the center, which is our comfort zone. It says where most people like to live. And the other area arrow is pointing to a dot in the trust zone. And in between those two zones, we have a risk zone and a panic zone. And th- this is this is how I could best put a diagram to it in my personal life. Because I think once you get out of your comfort zone, you you start getting into this risk like, okay, okay, a little uncomfortable with this. Something could happen here. I don't really like this. And then after that, you get into a panic zone. And I would say that's probably where most parents with teenagers live, is in that panic zone. And you're like, oh, I, don't, I don't know what to do. There's no handbook on this. I, I don't know how to handle this situation. I'm really starting to freak out. And then you get to this area in my personal life, where you get to this trust zone, and this is all in relation to our relationship with God. You get to this place where you're, man, I really don't have to risk anything. I really don't have to panic about anything because there's a place I can get to in my relationship with God where I can completely trust him in everything that I do. And it's a lot easier said than done. I had a pastor tell me once, it's a lot easier to preach 10 sermons than to live out one. And I don't know about you guys, but, you know, we come in every week. We hear a sermon. We dive into our word. We, we pull things out of that of how we can change that in our lives and how we can fix this and how we can get to know God more and really be fully devoted believers. But sometimes you walk out and you go back into your comfort zone of life. This is our routine. This is what we do every week. This feels good. In relation to me with, uh, with having our son Ethan, When Ethan, we were blessed with, like, the best sleeper in the world. Ethan, he's, like, 19 months, and he still sleeps, like, 12 hours a night uh, and two naps during the day, which, when we first had him, your body just goes through that no-sleep stage where you're just used to getting up. So when he started sleeping at, like, six weeks, he was sleeping, like, eight hours a night. We were just, like, this is awesome. So I got back into a comfort zone with that of, ah, he sleeps all the time. Parenting's easy. You just give them food, change their diaper, and put them to bed. This is awesome. So we're obviously getting ready to have our second here in August, and I just feel something at the back of my mind that maybe <laughs> it's a girl that maybe she's not going to be as easy. So I'll need Steve's help on that because he has three girls, so uh, he can mentor me in that. I, I, it's something, though, that, oh, it's so, it's so worth it having Ethan in my life. He's such a great kid, and I look, I look forward to seeing him every day. So when we look at this and we jump from one stage to the other, it's really no fun being in the risk and the panic zones in your life. It's no fun being in those areas where you feel completely vulnerable. You feel like, I, if you've ever been in a situation that you just feel like there's nothing you can do, if you've ever witnessed a car accident and it almost goes in slow-mo, where something's getting ready to happen but there's nothing you can do to prevent it from happening and boom, this it's just, ah, I don't know what to do. I said boom and I'm looking at Wendy Garrett because she said I said boom a lot. Anyway, there's nothing you can do about it. It can be so uncomfortable. But isn't it worth it in relationship to God? Isn't it worth putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation where maybe you don't know the outcome Maybe you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. But when God's behind it, isn't it worth it to put complete trust in him and say, I think you've got a handle on things, God. I think you've got a pretty good plan on things. I may not always be able to see that, but I think you know what you're talking about. But it's really hard to do. We know as becoming Christians that when I first became a Christian, I thought it was going to be kind of a a heyday. Like, hey, this is awesome. I'm a Christian now. Life's, life's made for me, right? I've got everything figured out. And I thought when I jump into being a Christian, it's going to be the easiest thing in the world. Just don't do what the Bible says not to do and do do what it says to do. And it's pretty easy. Well, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes guys aren't that good at following directions. Um, it's really easy to read the Bible and know this is what you're supposed to do. These are the sins you're not supposed to do. This is what you are allowed to the Bible clearly also says, if you read in there, that we're sinners, that we're going to sin, we're going to mess up, we're going to stumble, we're going to fall. I don't know about you, but I can't do life on my own. My plan for my life looks a whole lot different than God's plan for my life, but I guarantee you God's plan for my life is a lot better than any plan that I could put together. So as we look at comfort zones, how do we step outside of this comfort zone and make it to that trust zone? And that's what I want to look out at today. And the first one is stepping out of your comfort zone is not always fun, relaxing, easy, and enjoyable. Somebody told me last service that that spelled out free. I didn't mean to do that, but no, I did mean to do that. (laughs) When you think about this, let's take this for a second and let's switch this out with something else. Let's talk about being a parent. So let's change this for being a parent. Being a parent is not always fun, relaxing, easy, or enjoyable. Everybody here is a parent. You can agree with that? But is that the purpose of being a parent? Do you have a kid so you can have fun, so you can relax, so life can be easy, so life can be enjoyable? Well, no. It's not necessarily why you have a, a, a child that's not why you raise kids. It's just so this is the best time for you. Most parents look at their kids and say, man, I'd do anything for you. I would do anything to help you succeed in life, um, to help you get a job, to help you learn how to you know, overcome things when you're struggling with them, teach you how to ride a bike. Well, we have our Heavenly Father who wants to do the exact same thing with us. He wants to teach us how we can rely on him. When you're a kid, you're, you're not going to eat if your parents don't feed you, right? You're not going to, you're not going to survive, especially when you're really young. You're not going to survive at all unless your parents are there and they're supporting you through that and they're feeding you and they're, they're teaching you routine and they're teaching you right from wrong. So how do we get to this place in our relationship with God where we kind of push back from that and say, yeah, I'm saved now. I'm, but God, I I really like being in this comfort zone. I really like right where I'm at right now and I'd really like it if you don't push me too much. Because as soon as you start pushing, then I'm going to feel obligated to do it because you're God and, uh, you know, I, I really like where I'm at right now in life. And what can happen is it can stunt our growth. It can stunt our growth with God. And we know that we're never going to be able in our lifetime to grasp how great God is everything about God. We're never going to be able to do that. So aren't we, as Christians, our job to pursue that every day? To know more about Him. Not because we have to, but because we want to. Because we know He's our Father. Because we know He can teach us. Because we know He can reach into us in those areas that nobody else sees. And He can start to transform us. And He can take that ugliness of of sin and everything away from us and teach us how to be Christ-like. Well, we should want that. But it's a lot easier to just fall into our flesh. It's a lot easier to just do what we desire from our flesh than to actually live that out. But we know being Christians, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to go through some tough things. Um, Paul was telling the Philippians in Philippians 1.29, he said, for it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ, you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake. And that's something I had to come to terms with at one point in my life is realize. This whole being a Christian and being saved thing is not a walk in the park. In fact, when I became a Christian and finally went sold out for God, life actually got quite a bit harder for me. It was a lot more tough. I started being challenged with things I had never been challenged with before, and things started just becoming, man, I don't know how to deal with this or deal with that, and I never thought this was wrong before, but now this is wrong, and how do I do this? And I very, very quickly found that I couldn't overcome anything on my own. Because I saw myself as this sinner and as this kid who was unworthy of God, and thought, "What can I do to be better for God? What can I do? Surely I can do something, God. Surely I can do something for you." And I, I reached that point where I can't do anything apart from God. It's Him who sustains my life. It's Him who, the reason I breathe. (laughs) We were singing today uh, the song "God is Able." And we were saying, we were singing about how he's overcome so much. Well, he's overcome so much, but we don't necessarily take advantage of that. We get in these comfort zones and we don't live in that freedom. We live in what we like. This is the way I like this. And this is the TV shows I like. And these are the people I like hanging out with. And we just become our own little clique, (laughs) right? Apart from God. So if we, if we take a look at what a comfort zone is not, let's take a look at what a comfort zone is. Hard work, dedication, uncomfortable, and worth it. So let's go back to putting kids in this. Is having kids hard work? Yeah? Is it easy? No, it's hard work. Is having kids being dedicated to them? Is having kids uncomfortable at times? Is there anybody out there who would say having kids is not worth it? I think every parent, even when you're going through the rough parts, maybe you're going through a rough part with your kids right now, I never wake up and look at Ethan and say, no, I, I miss him. When he stays the night at grandma's house, I miss him even overnight. I miss knowing he's not in the other room. Something's put inside of us as parents that, that is that way, right? And if we're made in the image of God, there, there's that side of God that wants to see us succeed, that knows we can succeed, that wants us to hear his call, that wants us to follow in his ways. I think God is dedicated to us. I think we make God, <laughs> maybe we don't make God uncomfortable, but we do uncomfortable things, right? Every day. But you want to know what? Mankind was worth it because he sent his son Jesus down because mankind was worth it. That's important for us to, to realize when we're talking about stepping outside of our comfort zones. There's three things I want you guys to walk away with today. And there are three things that I personally think make it, can help push you out of your comfort zone. And they all have to, they all revolve around the same thing. The first one is obedience. It says in John one twenty two, Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. We have to get to a point in our walk with God when we're not just reading our word, but we're actively living it out. We have to get to a point in our walk with God where we are willing to obey him. We're willing to say, this is what God wants me to do, and I'm going to do it. So what I want, if you walk away with anything today, if you walk away from church today, and you can say, this is the one thing I learned today. And, and Steve words it a little bit different. He, uh, he uses the word cooperate, if we could cooperate with God. All right? And I'm meaning it in the same sense. If we could just obey God and do what God's asking us to do, I think we would be so far along. I think we would be so far along if we could just live in the obedience of Christ every day. But I've got good news for you. We're sinners. (laughs) We don't always do that. We don't always make the right decisions. Every parent out there is going to say, I think there's some wrong decisions I've made with my kids. Well, you want to know what? We can look at God and say, God, I've definitely made some wrong decisions. I definitely didn't follow you when you were leading me here I didn't want to go so I pretended like I wasn't hearing you or when you were asking me to do this I acted like it was my own mind saying it because I, I really didn't want to go do that that felt too uncomfortable and when I was walking down the street and you told me to go witness to this guy that, that's, that's not me God I know your word says that we're supposed to tell people about Christ but I'm sure you've got other people picked out for that that's uncomfortable for me I don't want to do that God puts us in uncomfortable situations. God puts us, gives us opportunities to trust him, to obey him, which brings us to our next one, which is trust. It says in uh, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, I used this scripture last week. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. It's as simple as that. Trust in the Lord with all heart all your heart. It doesn't say trust in the Lord with part of your heart. It says with all your heart. When we are able to completely trust God, completely obey God, amazing things happen. Isn't it nice to be wanted? Can everybody out there say, when you see somebody and they come up to you and say, man, I was so looking forward to seeing you today. I just love who you are as a person." I just absolutely, man, I don't know what it is about that person, but I love about being that guy. Every time I'm around that guy, he's encouraging, and I just couldn't wait to see you today. Now, maybe they're thinking that more in their mind than saying it to you, but you want to know what? Why aren't we that way with God? Man, I just cannot wait to be around God today. I cannot wait to dive into my word. I cannot wait to pray. I cannot wait to see what he wants me to do today because he's a great teacher. He's a great parent. He's a great everything. He, he knows what my life is going to hold in it. He, he does everything. I can't wait to talk with him. I, first thing in the morning, I can't wait to see what he's doing. I can't wait to see what his plans are for me today. But what happens? We fall into a routine, and maybe that routine includes reading our word. I do this every morning from this time to this time, and then I pray from this time to this time, and then I that's great. I'm not down-talking that. But can it become a routine to the point where you're really not getting fed anymore? You're really just doing it because that's what it says to do. So I'm going to do this. But there's really no meaning behind it. When we fully trust that God has a plan for our life and that God's word is true and we dive into it in that way, it's got so much more meaning and so do our lives. The last, uh, the last point I want to make is Perseverance. Everybody in their walk has been in a stage where you're on fire for God, and then it fizzles out and then you come back around and maybe your relationship is like this oh man oh I'm just i've been in my word i've been oh and then it goes back down and oh man i'm really struggling that's just kind of walking in general. You go through these areas of perseverance and I, I was telling last service the thing that meant the most to me my Sorry, I'm calling you out, Ellie. But she she watches a show called 19 Kids and Counting. uh, And they're the the Duggars. And I wanted to point out this one point when I was watching that show with Perseverance. And it really touched my heart. They were going in, and I, I don't know how many weeks along she was, but they were going in for an ultrasound. And they were going in to check out the heartbeat and everything like that. And they go in and, you know, the doctor puts the heartbeat ultrasound thing up to her belly and it's kind of searching around for a second and um, there was no more heartbeat. And uh, the, the baby had died. And, you know, I'm sitting there going, Ellie, why do you watch this? <laughs> like, And the first thing that, she, that came out of her m- mouth when the doctor had said that And she said, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And there was something about that when she said that, that just, it stung me deep. And I went, man, she just found out that she lost her child. And the first thing that comes out of her mouth is the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. She was able to praise God. She was able to worship God even having lost something so important to her. She was able to look at God and say, you know what's going on. You know, you've got everything worked out. I trust you. Did she cry? Absolutely. She was in tears as she said it, which made it even more because it meant so much to her. But at not one point did she question that God knew what he was doing. And that meant so much to me when I saw that because that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about perseverance. We are gonna go through rough stuff in our lives. Many of you have probably been through rough things in your life or had loved ones pass away or man, it can be so tough. It can be so tough to go through that. But perseverance is just trusting God, obeying God through the thick and through the thin. It's the same thing as marriages. Marriages can go through through rough patches and they can go through, you know, really challenging patches and everybody has a different story with that. But sometimes it's just sticking thick through thin through something like that. So that's what I want to encourage you guys with today. I want to encourage you guys that no matter where you are with your walk with Christ today, whether that walk hasn't begun or maybe you've been walking for a long time, that there's always an area that God's trying to work with you on. There's always an area that God's trying to get you into that trust zone we were talking about. And I want you to ask yourselves today, what is that area that God's maybe really putting on my heart? Where's God trying to push me a little bit this way or, or pull me back a little bit this way? Or maybe you're in a position where God's saying, I want you to stay right where you're at right now. And you're going, no, I want out. <laughs> but maybe he's saying, no, no, you're right where I want you right now. I want to challenge you guys with that. As we go back to the beginning of the sermon, we're we're obviously celebrating Memorial Day weekend. And as I went, beginning of the sermon, I I talked about our comfort zone uh, as a place or situation where one feels safe or at ease without stress. As we relate that to people that go into the military, do people that go into the military jump outside of their comfort zone? Absolutely. Are they in a place or a situation where one feels safe or at ease without stress? No. A lot of times whether you're on the front lines or, or working computers, whatever you're doing in that, you're in a situation where a lot of times lives are at stake and you're fighting for freedom and you're doing this. Can we take an opportunity if anybody in the room has is in the military or has served in the military, would you mind standing up right now? We just want to clap for you guys. Thank you, guys. I appreciate that. It's 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 one thing to uh, it's one thing to talk, and it's another thing to act on that. And we thank you guys for your service.